Would you like to accelerate your career and reach your full potential in just minutes a day? Welcome to the LeadX Show with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Welcome to the Friday edition of the LeadX Leadership Show, where, of course, we're here to help you to stand out and to get ahead at work. This is also known as Fan Mail Friday. I take some questions. I get to rant a bit. And I hope this week you remembered to lead with intent. If you're listening to this show and it's still Friday, maybe you're on the way into work, it's not too late. When you get there, just take 10 minutes and MBWA. You do know what MBWA means, don't you? It means management by walking around. Popularized by Tom Peters, the author of In Search of Excellence, kind of a guru in management. And instead of just random chit chat, I mean, building relationships is, is good, but have some intent with your MBWA. You might ask people, hey, what was the best part of your week? Or if you're just focused on the rapport part, ask them what's going to be the best part of their weekend. You want to ask open-ended questions, but with a direction. So people don't just say, you know, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, nothing. You know, you, you want to probe a little bit more to build that relationship. But speaking of what are you doing this weekend, I am leaving for Hawaii. So I'm taking the family. It's like the Brady Bunch. It's the family. It's the girlfriend, her kids. It's my sister. There's like eight of us going to Oahu and the Big Island for a couple of weeks. I'm going to go shark diving. I'm going to take a helicopter and fly over the hot exploding lava. I might even jump out of the helicopter into the lava and land on a shark. I don't know. It's just going to be this crazy Hawaii trip. That, and also because Katrina, who produces this great podcast. Um, she's going to be on vacation too. So you are not going to get the Friday edition for a few weeks as we rest and recover and sharpen our saw as uh, Stephen Covey once, once wrote. But you're still going to be getting the weekly guest interviews, the core show. So don't disappear for too long. And if you miss me, if you want to see some stuff from Hawaii or you never know if I'm going to drop some random value tidbits, you can check me out on Instagram or Facebook. On Instagram, uh, I'm at Kevin Author. On Twitter, I'm at Cruz. And my Facebook page is Cruz Author. Would have been nice if I'd gotten the same handles for all of those places. But anyway, hey, in just a minute, I'm going to answer two questions. One about an email from Casey who said she's prioritizing her 14, 40 minutes a day, but is still feeling stressed out. How come? Where's this stress coming from? And regarding leadership, how do you keep morale high when your company is being sold? But first, I got this great review from Trey St. Jobs who wrote, the information you cover and the guests you have on your show have made your podcast my number one go-to over all the others I've been following. Keep up the great work and thank you for the excellent content. Trey, thank you for letting me know. And I want to remind everyone, please, please, please take one minute and put a rating up on iTunes for the LeadX Leadership Show. I'm spending about 60 minutes a week to write, record, and produce this Friday show for you. So if you get one thing out of the show, I hope you'll take one minute, just one time, to go onto iTunes, search for the LeadX Leadership Show, and just click ratings and reviews, click some stars, and that's it. 
And here's a great post up on our VIP page. If you leave a review and let us know, we're going to invite you in to our LeadX VIP group. The only way you can get in is by leaving this review. And I saw Jason wrote up there in response to somebody's question, because there's a lot of peer support going on. Jason said, I started O3 meetings about six months ago. My employee engagement score went up massively, nearly 30%. Also, my customer satisfaction score rose a similar amount. Coincidence? Not a chance. I implement LeadX lessons continuously. We keep raising the bar and the changes have been amazing. So if you want to be like Jason, <laughs> if you want to become the boss everyone fights to work for, check out the LeadX Academy at leadx.org. Improve your self-awareness with the Big Five Personality Quiz. Learn how to run amazing O3 meetings, one-on-ones, and also how to give effective feedback from our course library. We got downloadable tools and even an experimental chatbot coach powered by IBM Watson. Doesn't cost you anything to try it out. Check it out free for three days, leadx.org. Our productivity question of the week comes from Casey. She sent an email that says, I know you say we only have 1,440 minutes a day, and so we need to prioritize and maximize those minutes. But I do that and still feel overwhelmed and stressed out. What am I doing wrong? Okay, we feel stressed or depressed when we have not yet come to terms with the fact that we only have the 1440, 1,440 minutes a day. We feel stressed when we still believe that we can have it all, that we can do it all, that we should be able to have it all. We can't. 1440 doesn't care that you want whatever you want. You want to be an amazing parent of three little toddlers while you've got your very demanding full-time job and you want to be a great spouse to your husband or wife or partner and you're going to school nights and weekends to get your master's degree and by the way, you're writing a novel while you're learning to invest in Bitcoin and learn how to play the violin and oh yeah, uh, eating right, working out, charity time, go to church, go to temple, et cetera, et cetera. It is amazing the emails I get with the long list of everything that people want to do and they want to do it right now. We feel stressed or depressed when we think we should have it all. 1440 doesn't care about should. We cannot change the truth of time. So what you have to do is what decide, what do you truly value? How many minutes a day or hours per week will you budget to each item? What does good look like to you? And there's no, no judgment. I certainly don't judge. Maybe you want to work 40 hours a week. Maybe you're a hustler and you want to work 60 hours a week to get that promotion. You know, maybe it's startup mode. Maybe you just love work. Maybe you're a workaholic. You want to work 80 hours a week. I don't care. You decide. But then you have to realize well, how many hours a week does it take in your mind to be a great parent? I know some and their answer is, as long as I've got five minutes at night to tuck them into bed during the week, I'm doing a great job as a parent. Others say, as long as I can spend 30 minutes to an hour of playtime every night, I'm a good parent. And I know others who've said, I want to be the primary caregiver spending eight to 12 hours a day with my little kids. You decide. But you have to accept that we can, we can have a lot. We can have a lot, but we can't have it all. So what will you do today? What will you do today but with less time than you'd like? And what will you put off for later? Maybe later is when your kids are 
older and out of diapers. That was a big one for me. <laughs> out of diapers and strollers, Woo! big milestone. Maybe it's when your kids are off to college. Maybe you're gonna put off, you know, maybe you're only gonna work out 20 minutes three times a week until you get your master's degree. And then you can up it to an hour a day. You know, you get to decide, but we feel stressed or depressed when we deny that reality. You cannot have it all. You need to be intentional with your values and then allocate your minutes. Casey, thanks for that great question. Now, one of our leaders asked lead ex coach Amanda, how do you keep morale positive with employees when the company's gonna be sold? Now, you might be thinking, who the heck is lead ex coach Amanda? Well, if you didn't know, coach Amanda is the world's first executive coach built on IBM Watson. Very experimental chatbot coach that we've got as part of the LeadX Academy. Now, Coach Amanda did not know the answer to this question. This is part of our chatbot process. We take questions every week and the ones that she fails, we analyze why she didn't understand the question or why we didn't have a good answer. We make Coach Amanda smarter. So the next time someone asks this question, she'll be able to answer it. And day by day, week by week, she's getting smarter and smarter. Like a little kid, you know, she doesn't know a whole lot. She's about a year old. <laughs> but think about how brilliant she's gonna be after doing this learning cycle over and over again, you know, over the next several years. But I know the answer to this. So indeed, one of the big downers on employee engagement, one of the things that crushes morale is when a company is acquired, when there's a merger, and that's because there's a threat of layoffs. You know, geez, we thought we had a bright, shiny future. We had our goals, and now we don't even know if we're gonna have a job in the future. So the, the big three drivers of engagement, of morale, I'm using the term synonymously for our purposes, the big three drivers are growth, recognition, and trust. We wanna grow and learn new things. We wanna feel appreciated and you know, recognized. And then trust is like, I trust the future. I trust I have a bright future. The company has a bright future. So when we hear that the company is up for sale or we're gonna merge or, or we get acquired, that trust dial gets turned way down. You know, How can I feel good about things if I don't even know I have a job? When we feel anxious about the future, that blocks out our ability to feel all these other better emotions around engagement. And so what do you do? Well, there's a phrase, you know, certainty defeats anxiety. And I think that's true in this level of trust. So this will be the hardest time to drive engagement is going through one of these mergers or companies up for sale. What you need to do is you need to double down on those first two dials. So as much as you can, push those growth opportunities. If you've still got budget for educational events, seminars, training, e-learning, whatever it is, now's the time to spend it. Help people to learn and grow and get ready for whatever happens in the future. If you don't have a budget, just be creative. Hey, kick that book club into high gear. Spend extra time coaching and developing your people. Set up that peer mentoring, peer coaching program you've been thinking about. But you've gotta push this growth. When it comes to recognition, again, this is an easy one. Hopefully you are already catching people doing things right. Hopefully you are already writing those handwritten thank you notes. Hopefully you are already you know, rewarding people with $10 Starbucks cards, $50 movie passes, whatever it is. Those go a long way during these times. And then this is hard. That trust dial has been turned all the way down to like one. <laughs> we know from Spinal Tap that it can go to 11. So twist really hard. And 
it's tough because you can't predict the future. You can't guarantee them their job or that they're going to get that promotion or, or whatever. But as much as you can remind them of the big picture, of what has not changed, of the possibilities, like I've seen managers engage their teams, even in a retail store where they knew, like there was the going out of business sale sign on the window. They knew their jobs were coming to an end in a couple of months. But the best managers are a filter of all this negativity. And, you know, one manager told me, I'm like, how the heck did you do that? And he's like, look, I just told them that there's going to be an incredible opportunity for them to ride this out to the end. You know, they've got this hourly retail job now. They'll be able to find another one. If you are talented, you will find a new job. And I'm telling them, listen, you've got an opportunity. You're, you're stocking shelves now. Well, when our cashiers start to quit, you're going to get bumped up to cashier. If you're a cashier and, you know, some of our other people are, are starting to quit, you can move up very quickly and you're going to be able to put on your resume these bigger level jobs. The fact that you helped manage the shutdown of a store and an operation, something better than just, you know, I bagged groceries or I checked people out. You've got something unique. People are going to say, we love your loyalty. We love your tenacity. We love the fact that you were able to, to stick it out until the end. And then he said, I told them, listen, I can't predict the future, but I guarantee you, I will help you to find your next job. I will use my connections. I will use my network. I will be your job referral. I will be there for you. So we're in this together. And then they probably also had some stay bonuses or other things. But my point is double down on growth and recognition. And then as much as possible, what can you be certain about in the future? You know, in terms of helping people to know that they're going to be okay. It's a tough situation, but that's the best way to do it. Thank you so much for asking that question of experimental coach Amanda, the world's first executive coach powered by IBM Watson on leadx.org. Friends, I hope you have some amazing helicopter jumping shark surfing experiences coming up in your world. I hope you have a great August if you're listening to this in real time. And remember, leadership is influence, so you are always leading. Just be mindful. How are you going to lead today? <laughs>